Welcome back to another episode of Super Coach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us. We have checked the audio, Chris. We have. We have checked the Thanks audio. Thanks for the patience, guys. Um, yes. Sorry about that. And it's hard for us to get together all the time. And, it is. Um, but look, hey, we're here, the Gold Coast Suns. But before we get going, our socials, facebook.com forward slash SC Insider. And Twitter, it's SC underscore Insider underscore. Yep. And uh, Twitch is twitch.tv forward slash SC Insider. And on all major podcast platforms, including uh, Spotify, yeah, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, um, iTunes, everything, everything, it's all there. Mate, we're everywhere. Um, I'm a little bit upset, really. The main reason I'm upset. Do you want to know why? I had a great Suns Out Guns Guns Out shirt going on. <laughs> Your clothes are in the wash. I leaving out. I had a little bit of a. I've been working out. Yeah, took the upper dorsimus. It's connected to the lower plasmus. <laughs> it's boring, but it's my life. <laughs> so now it's just Gold Coast Suns. Oh well. Hey mate, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I had a haircut. I'm looking much better for this podcast. Oh, so. this guy. He does anyway, look. Look at we... that. Doesn't he look sharp? Everyone, look at this. And uh, thank you to the YouTube follower who did notice that we were on the opposite side last time. Uh, we switched back. Everything is back to normal. Don't freak out. This oh. is uh, the first of many beers that I owe you. So. Yes, two hours of my life, Chris. Absolutely. Two hours of my life. It's like watching a Gold Coast game. <laughs> it's absolutely like watching a Gold Coast game. You don't. You won't get that time. Gold back. Coast versus Melbourne. That's the best game of the year, isn't it? <laughs> that was a good game, though, Chris. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the Gold Coast Suns because they are very draft relevant and very standard relevant as well. People want to know things, um, so we're going to go through the season review to start with. And unsurprisingly, Gold Coast were last in a lot of categories. That's true. That's just the way they are. You that is unsurprising. You don't finish last without, you know, needing some areas to work on. So, look, let's be fair. Last in uncontested ball, last in effective disposals, last in disposal efficiency, last in contested marks, last in inside forward 50 entries. Yep. Second last for one percenters. So, <laughs> someone's a little bit worse at the one percenters. Um, but here's where they were good. They were fifth for clearances, fourth for stoppage clearances, and uh, but they were, again, last for meters gained. So, the, the clearances really came down to wits. Yep. Um, which we had a little bit of a debate with a couple of people regarding wits, but basically the reason that Gold Coast are high in numbers and the reason that they were getting contested ball and a lot of tackles around the contest, or even wits getting a lot of tap downs, is because they don't they didn't like the ball on the outside, which the stats back up, their last for meters gained. Yep. They didn't like the ball on the outside. So what they did is they tried to minimize damage, they min- tried to minimize the contest outside, and wits was literally just tapping it to his feet. Constantly, uh, right to his feet. And if they didn't win the ball, then they obviously try tackle first. You know that, so that it was a heavy. St- it, the, the game plan was generally built around trying a very negative game plan, built around trying to stop opposition scoring because they knew that they would just get exposed on the on the exit. So yes, everything that they did was to try and win the ball in close so that they could move the ball forward. And a lot of times is a hack kick. They didn't care. It was just move the ball forward, down the wing, down the wing, even to the sideline, yep. get the ball out, reset, do again. That's all they yep. did for the whole season. So high stoppage numbers, which meant obviously high hit-out numbers and also meant high stoppage numbers. Yes, so, so Wits was doing well in that regard, but he wasn't trying to tap it to the outside. No. So you're not really getting many uh, hit-outs against. Well, to yep. advantage or even against because not many people are pinching the hit-outs when it's directly Yeah, so you're only, getting, you're only getting one point or negative points, <laughs> depending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so as 
far as growth goes, I think now they've actually recruited a little bit of speed as well. Uh, you've got Greenwood. You've also picked up uh, Ellis in that yep. sort of midfield mix as well. They also drafted, uh, I think, with Geelong's pick. They got a guy that was real quick on the sort of outside. Yep. So they're addressing some of those speed needs. Yep. You get another year of use with, say, Weller. And I think the people that they're bringing into their side are now are probably going to allow them to actually they're try and... to fill out from got, the inside out. Yeah, yeah. so now Absolutely. that they've got the centre contest sorted right at their feet, now they can actually try and get the ball out. So also, I, expect, I expect good growth for people like Weller. Yeah. Um, it also yeah. helps that they've got, um, obviously, key position players returning, such as Rory Thompson, who's oh, coming back be, from another ACL. Yeah, huge for them. Um, you've got Ben King have another year in the system. Does he play behind the ball? What does Jack Lacocious do? Another year into him. Um, Sam Collins was out most of last year with hip issue. He only played the first eight or nine games as well. So um, they, you know, they were beaten around it with injuries as well. So it oh, doesn't huge. help that you're trying to develop a squad and they're all getting injured as well as yes. so. Uh, yeah, we'd, I think everyone wants to see what Gold Coast can do this year. I mean, I don't can't see them really getting out of that bottom bottom two, but yeah. who knows? Uh, anything can happen because they've got so much talent. I think they'll be they'll be more promising. I, I think this year, but again, now they hopefully have a full healthy list. But they have the largest list in the competition. They do. They've been given allowances. They have the largest list in the competition, which means that rookies that are coming in, they might get to play a couple games, and if you bring them into your side, they could easily be replaced. Their list is so big that if they have a fully healthy list in their A side and their Neful side. The people are going to have to miss out on a game. Yep. There's no room for them in two sides. That's how big their list is. It works is. for them both ways. I mean, I like the fact that they've got the ability to uh, develop these players. And even if they don't use them, they should be able to off-trade them for a draft pick. Yep. There will be people coming up in the next year or two. Oh, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, It is a good problem to have. But we're just saying here, if a 102K rookie from Gold Coast plays, there could be every chance that if they don't perform, bank, like any other rookie, but more so Gold Coast, they have a plethora of options that they can just swing straight in. So job security, I and believe, is slightly less than other teams. On a the little flip bit. side of that, they've got a lot of young rookies that are expensive because they were high draft picks as well. So yeah. so you've got all these players that should be playing time that haven't yes. played yet, or players that should have played last year, like Isaac Rankin, for example, would just, yes. just to Well, I was going to say, nice segue on... Get into that. Nice segue <laughs> on expensive rookies, Chris. Yes. Uh, Nelson Moody actually says, why are all these people picking Raul but not Noah Anderson? Ah, well, that's a pretty good question. Um, and I'll learn you some information. But look, I think that Anderson will play, but I don't think he's in their immediate... Calculations. I, I would be surprised if they go in starting more than two or three first-year rookies, and I think Rao's probably the most likely. But you've also got to remember that they've still got Isaac Rankin, who's probably going to get, start games as well, round one. Yes. So then it comes into it, okay, so where does Anderson fit in? Where does Flanders fit in? Both of these guys, highly touted, high draft picks. Is there? Are they just going to make room for them and get out you know, talent that's already existing. Or going to make them earn it a little bit. They have a stacked midfield now. Like, yeah, they, like if tough. you look at their list, um, and if everyone's fit and healthy, realistically, they, there's really not enough room for Anderson. So there's one. So his job security is probably a little bit more iffy. Mr. Anderson. But I also think um, Raul, like Sam Walsh of last year, is a little bit um, of that sort of player that can, can play round one, is above and beyond the talent of the other players yep. in his draft class. So, I think he's yeah. probably that much better than everybody so else. So why are people looking at Raul? Well, number one, he was the best pick. He was by far and beyond the number one pick. Not only that, he's an inside ball winner. 
So when you look at, okay, why not Anderson? Well, Anderson's more probably outside half-forward flank, and he yes. is a good grab, and he is an exceptional talent. Perfect for a keeper league, for instance, but for standard, inside ball winners get more contested ball, they get more points. So if he, if, if Raul is inside playing midfield, his chances of scoring are a lot higher. Different to Walsh. Walsh was outside. He was clean. He was silky. His time on Can ground... Can play inside, but yeah, well, yeah but his, more... his time on ground was massive for a first-year player. Because he's got stupid tank. So, super fit. Stupid tank Comple- and work rates. Completely insane. different players, yeah. right? So he did well because he was exceptional at that. Rao is an inside ball winner, and I'm hoping that he should score well based on that. The other consideration is that Rao is only an inside midfielder. He's not going to be pushed into a pocket. There's no way that Rao plays and he's not playing inside mid, in my opinion. So if yep. he's named, he's not playing forward. He's not a goal kicker. He's not a goal kicking mid. No, what do you average, like 0.2 of a goal? 0.3 over something? the entire series. Yeah, not like, a goal kicker. He's just not a goal kicker. However, get having said in, that... Get him in there. He averaged 177 points per game in the NAB League, which is like the tap cup now, um, over seven games, including 266 in the grand final, which he got 44 posies and two goals. So... One of those was a goal from outside, from 60 meters on his non-preferred. So the guy's got talent. He can roost it. It's not like he can't kick goals, but he just plays. He's more like a Paddy Cripps style player, um, but he's only, oh. I think, 178 centimeters. So Looks like there's room to grow short, then because, Paddy because I think uh, Patrick Cripps dominated the Lions that day with a few goals. Well, Cripps <laughs> has the height, so yeah. he can go forward and take a hanger. If That's he goes right. forward, he's not he's not really explosive like pace. So, well, like so an, he's not... Like a, like a Clary, maybe. Yeah, ex- exactly. Contested and, ball. and Clayton Oliver is not a forward. No. In it, by any stretch of the imagination, he kicks a goal every now and then, and great, you know, great, yeah. But he, the, the part of Clayton's problem is that to increase his points per game, he has to really get more time on ground. The only way he's doing that is if he's playing more forward, but he's not playing more forward because he no. can't play forward. Same with Raul. Raul is a pure inside mid. He's not going to play anywhere else. He's playing straight in the guts. Um, and whereas Anderson can play outside, can play forward. So yeah. if he gets games, I think he's, he's valuable. But just, anyway. just don't put him in standard. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's look at the Suns real quickly because I know we have gone a little bit backwards here. But uh, according to Champion Data, they have the third hardest draw, which doesn't do them any favors. But to I guess... be fair, the fifteenth hardest draw is probably still really hard for the Gold Coast. <laughs> That's true. Anyone they play is hard. So, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. That's, I think that's how it comes into it. It's like how you play it against these and where And like, where you play. Okay, and bro. They only play the bad teams at home and probably play yeah. all the good teams away. Also doesn't help that Brisbane got better too. Yeah, and they, the Q Clash. The, Do- the yeah. Derby every year. Uh, yeah. Correct. But they, um, they travel further than most teams and they actually play in every state and territory in Australia. Excellent. Because they picked up the, uh, the uh, was it a Darwin Academy or something rather they have with yep. to try and build in some indigenous talent. And that's, I think that's fantastic oh, awesome. for them. And North Queensland, I think they do a great job of promoting uh, Awesome it. for the AFL, but that will mean that they travel more. I haven't looked at the, at the schedule in depth, but last year the scheduling of the Gold Coast game in literally wet season in North Queensland, not a great idea. So I'm hoping that they've no. decided to change that timing around. I wonder, to if they, be... I wonder if they're still playing in Townsville and that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, the, that should wet. be in the middle of the year yeah, because be. go up north, it's That'd a little lovely. warmer It'll in the middle, middle of winter. Lovely little holiday. I don't know why they just, I don't know. Mate, look at you sending I'm posh. Sure schedule. I, in the, in the sh- I say schedule. 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 Anyway. Look. Sorry, guys. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Uh, okay, so they have the round 14 buy, which is the good buy, particularly for rookies like a route. Again, that's another positive. You can hold him right to that buy and then fob him off. Absolutely. Like the him and Rankin, year, yeah. um, I'm hoping... I mean, you may not need to hold him that long, but I personally think that Rao will make... He's going to be the 80 to 85 average. 
he might get you to that 400k that Sam Walsh got you to. So he might be worth holding might on to. Be, but to get to there, yeah. you're going to have to hold him for a long he'll time. Be, I think he'll be a slower burner than Walsh because that was just free. Yeah, because Walsh had a couple of 140s went, that really spiked his big, score and he went back up again. 100, 100, 100. Just went big early. Yeah. Um, yep, so they play Port Adelaide twice. They play Sydney twice, Fremantle, Melbourne and Brisbane. So I think that's good for uh, Port Adelaide, Sydney, Fremantle, Melbourne and Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what, what can you say? I mean, way, to, way to gift Brisbane another final spot. Just that. give them two games against Gold Coast. Midfielders <laughs> that play them, generally speaking, like look at Trelaw, look at Clayton Oliver last year. They go big. So Clayton Oliver, Max Gorn, maybe not oh, Max Gorn I, no, so much. No, absolutely. Yeah. Midfielders, Clayton Oliver. Uh, Clayton Oliver's Neal. biggest score last year was against Gold Coast. Yep. Lockie 171, Neal, I think. Lockie Neal, Nat Fife. They're pretty much the three. Clary, Neal, and Fife. And they're just downhill Sydney skills. And, Sydney scared, and Port, yeah. you could just, eh, whatever, with their midfield, right? But... Those other three well, are, the good, thing, are good three to get on because those two games could really that, boost the average. Even that yeah. 60 points extra or 50 points extra twice, that's 100 points. Well, not to mention they're a great vice-captain option. Five points a game, yeah. So great, you can great. definitely chuck a vice-captain on them. Um, further to your point, though, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they manage that this year because, in my personal opinion, Took Miller needs to be a lockdown mid at every single game. And I'm not sure why they, they sort of throw him... Oh, this game, you'll play a little bit more outside. This Except game, go get the ball. Except against Brisbane. Stay away from Zorko. <laughs> Stay away from my boy. Nah, he's got Zorko. He's got Zorko. Stay away from my boy. He's got a little coffee tattoo. It's tattooed right there. I need something. He's always on him. Um, no, seriously, I, I honestly don't know why they're not using him. Because now they've got the depth in midfield to be able to say, okay, we don't need you to go get the ball. We need you to no. stop your opposition's best mid or the opposition's best halfback flanker, which is... Obviously, coming into vogue, you know, yeah. your Lloyd or your Doherty yeah, or whatever. Take them, take them, yeah, take absolutely, Laird. yeah. Catch a later. So I would prefer to see Took Miller in that in that lock pure lockdown role, but I mean, it remains to be seen if they're going to do that this year. And typically, with tagging, what we find is that for the first few games of the season, first few rounds, everyone forgets. Everyone just good. goes, "Oh, nah, don't worry about it." They forget. <laughs> By like round six, everyone's like, "Got to lock that player down. He's in good form." Oh, who's that player from? So let's lock him down early. No, Jack Stephen used to get off the hook in the first four rounds, and everyone goes, "Oh, that's right, Jack Stephen," and but then they tag him, like, and then he just gets rubbed into. You know what it. coaches do? They what they do is they go, "Nah, we're going to back." Our game plan in. Then they go. Then they go zero and three, and they go. Maybe we should start looking down <laughs> these guys. <laughs> maybe we need. Maybe we need maybe, to shut down a couple. Maybe people. we need to play a little bit more actual football. Well, all preseason, they're telling themselves they're going to be better than everyone else, mm. and then they get out there and go. Oh, oh we got. Oh, it's like Frio. We got a chance of finals this year. Let's <laughs> get to round twelve. Well, mate, better start to, playing the kids. I used to love those Owen jokes. Hey, oh, yeah, Owen five. Oh, so good. Uh, no, no. Uh, every year, I love Who's them. There? Oh, that's great. Every year. Um, okay, so my prediction again, the 17th, 18th. Uh, I actually do hope for good things. I wouldn't mind seeing a couple of Gold Coast games this year myself. Yeah, well, um, so. it, I'm really interested into, into seeing the development of their young talent. The guys I said, like uh, like Ben King, like Lacocious, so Matt talent. Rowell, Anderson, Flanders, how all many, these guys. How many first-round picks do they have at the moment on their list? Oh, like insane. Oh, Jesus If Christ. you include David Swallow as well. <laughs> Right. Um, but how many? Any, they've lost a lot of good picks as well. Any I mean, swallows a good swallow. <laughs> so they, <laughs> they, they have Andrew and David on the Gold Coast, mate. So you know. So which is a baby so. spits or swallows? Oh, <laughs> Twins. <laughs> Twins. What um, a great movie, by the okay, way. Okay, so out, what a great they, movie. Um, they lost uh, Jack Martin. They lost Archie. Yep. They brought in Greenwood. They brought in Ellis, and they brought in Zach Smith. So Zach Smith must be just well, back up. Yeah, absolutely. Be, but I mean, she's sure to be back in the environment. Like. Yes, a lot of the players at that point in their career left because they hated the coach yeah. and the system yeah, and yeah. they thought it was unprofessional. Well, I think he went back there because, uh, A, Nichols retired to um, do something else. 
And um, <laughs> it was like C grade. Yeah, no, I said I said he um, he left to be a C grade something else. <laughs> yeah, that was my joke from the last podcast that didn't get aired. Um, I thought it was, it's still good now. Yeah, thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll give it to you. It um, but Zach Smith, he yeah, he he. I think it's just to have a backup that's a bit more mature and has played some games. Yeah, well, um, what so you yeah. don't want is to have to chuck a Ben King or a Lukosius or someone like that into no, the ruck. No, no, you don't no. want to be uh, throwing their body in there. So no, no, uh, ro- no Rolls Royces in the ruck no. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zach Smith's already done, so... <laughs> yeah. Look, Zach Smith can take a grab, though. So if they're looking at running a two-ruck system, well, you can you never know. They might run Zach Smith out of the out of the goal square. No. They could. No, the only grab he's taking is the money grab all the way to the Gold Coast. <laughs> and Geelong, and then Jeez, back. yeah, and then back. He's on a money grab trade. Fair call. Uh, okay, so starting with premiums, it's a short list. It is. Um, being the Gold Coast, unfortunately. So Jared Witt's number one. 22 games, average 99.7. We've touched on him already. Uh, look, I think he's great, and he's hitting that prime age for Ruckman, but I don't see him getting too many more hit-out numbers. So for him to improve, he has to improve around the ground a little more, which... Especially because... I see him at, he's he's, an, I think he's a 100 to 105 average. He's a good for a draft, but even then, if you're not getting the top three or four rucks in draft, you just leave it. There's no point in getting... The difference between a Wits and a Steph Martin and a someone else or a Nankervis even. Nankervis yeah. will be able to get dirt cheap this year. Well, as you said, I mean, the, the problem with Wits uh, in its entirety is that he basically dominated hitouts every single game. He had really high hitout numbers, but that didn't convert into points. And the reason for that giant. is the way that they play. Yeah. Now, if they change that, then start. what starts to happen with Ruck hitouts is if you try and start trying to tap outside, which obviously they do, You'll end, yes, you'll get more hitouts to advantage, but you also get hitouts to disadvantage, which also score negatively in Supercoach. Yep. Because the more you try to hit it outside or do you know, some some of those things, um, the more it's going to get intercepted and sharp by the opposition. I think it'll improve. The more games that the the youth get in the midfield, then the more he'll right. be able to. But be they're not there sync. yet. They're not there yet. They're no. not there. And last year, I mean, the midfield, maybe, maybe the midfield's been year. their one real strength the entire time. The Gold Coast have been around. I mean, obviously, Gary Ablett started that transition and then they had guys like Prestia yeah. and Benel and these guys are well, really great midfielders. Where was that midfield strength when the Melbourne Demons kicked a couple on them late? <laughs> <laughs> to lose them the Probably game. in the clubhouse, that mate. Was the That's un- where they were. That was the unlosable. I'll tell you what. Uh, anyway, so he had... Um, Wits had minor foot surgery the other week. They expect him to make round one still, but that still is an issue, having a foot issue for a big boy. Uh, big boys take a bit longer. They have giant feet. They have giant brakes. Um... Yeah, look at Sandy with, with his foot ass issues, problem. It's, it's yeah, foot issues. It's about fitness, and with Ruckman, fitness is the number one thing. So if you can't get from contest to contest to contest, yeah. And any time you have a foot issue or a leg issue, you have to take time off weight bearing yeah. on your feet. That may mean they start to Ruckman because he's not going yeah. to be up to up to speed. So. Uh, it'll be interesting, but yeah, big boys take a bit longer. They lose fitness quicker, and it takes them longer to build up. So just be cautious of any uh, big boy like Nan Curvis had another issue. So anyone like that, I would just avoid for the start of the season. Uh, in any sort of format, in, Absolutely. My, in, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, the next I one totally is Lockie Weller, and I think Mr. Underrated, if they start to play a little bit more of an outside ball game... Mr. And Steal get, Your Girl, I like to call him. He's a good-looking lad. He has the looks for him. Look at that hair. Are you sure it's he's not, glorious. Are you sure he's not a swallow? <laughs> I'll tell you what. He could be. Uh, he's probably well off <laughs> this way. Uh, well, apparently he uh, swallows Weller. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. No, I really like Lockie Weller. And obviously last year we saw him transition from half back to the wing. 
Um, that's going to be his role for the next 10 years. Uh, I think he's going to command that wing. He's still, kept defender. Really he's still kept defender, which is even better. Which is great. Um, it was sort of more towards, the, like, he started on the halfback and then yeah, he transitioned, and then transitioned to a wing. Yeah, uh, transitioned in. He's 481k, so he's by no means a cheap. No. Um, but he, he's, he's very, very consistent, which is what I loved about him last year. Very consistent. He had 490s, 600s. Between round 2 and round 16, he actually had a 10-round average of 95.7. So yep. he can string together a really good patch of games. Uh, however, he did have a few scores after that that dipped down. But he finished off with a 107 and a 110. Yeah. If Gold Coast changes their style of play, instead of it being down at their feet and get a little bit more outside run and don't come last for, say, meters gained and inside 50s and that kind of thing, then someone like a Weller could really benefit from that style of play. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that, that really sucks from wingers in Supercoach right now is that they're sort of in no man's land, right? So defenders, the average the average of defenders has gone up because obviously kick-ins are now counted as, as possessions and they yeah. get metres gain points and all that sort of stuff, right? So um, the average of the, the normal top six defenders has gone up. You know, you're looking at 100 plus points to be a top six defender now. Unfortunately, wingers... They don't get access to those extra points. No. But they're not inside enough to get those extra points either. Unless so, you're a seagull like um, Gaff or Lockie Hunter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Gaff, like, Gaff, you've Gaff's got to get okay, let's bulk be kind. possessions. Let's be kind to Gaff. He's gone a bit more inside. So let's just stick, let's stick with... Uh, let's get rid of Gaff. And, and just let's focus talk, on Hunter. Let's talk... You know, Lockie Hunter and an Atkins. We'll call at, it the, 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 the Hunter and Atkins disease. What do you reckon? <laughs> oh, Jesus. No? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. But yeah, like they're sort of stuck in Supercoach No Man's Land where... Yeah. Like, uh, like... All outside. Well, this, well this year is... is one of the only times you can pick him because he's he may average close enough to be top 10 to be like, okay, it's worth it. But next year, if he's mid only, you can't pick him. He's, nah, he's got to be averaging a, yeah, if, well if he, above. If he's on the wing, it's a one-year only deal. And, uh, and he's even not an then, inside player. He's not. So no. it'll be... He could average 95, which could be a good enough sort of pick in the long run, but it's good. Very valuable for Close, but is a good enough draft? I think he's great. Absolutely. Um, I mean, what do you average? 88.6. I think you could pick him up at a 90 average and be really happy. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Even slightly more. I might even go more because I think there's a little bit more value in that. Chris, there's not value in that. You just hold the fuck off. Okay, my friend? Mate, we can't can't all agree all the time. Okay. But most of the time we do. Um... (laughs) Seeing we're talking about, not premiums, but possibly one day a premium, Jordan Park wants to know, when can we start considering Will Brody? Um, well, unfortunately, I've got some bad news for you, mate. And uh, that bad news is that this year should have been Will Brody's year. So last he, year. Every, it's now well, 2020. Well, last... Oh, sorry, I should say. Yeah. Um, last year, he, he actually had a little bit of a mini breakout, had some really big scores, was playing inside minutes, bang, got injured again. Set back again. And then, of course, Gold Coast go and draft two midfielders, um, bring in Hugh Greenwood, and now they've got three midfielders basically to replace him. And Ellis, yeah. Yep. Uh, but he's more outside, let's, let's be honest. Um, the only way that I can see Will Brody getting mid-minutes, and I think he deserves them, is if David Swallow either A, retires... Or B, different role. Different role. And yeah. we've, we've seen him play off the halfback flank before. Yeah, he was really good in uh, halfback. He I thought he was fantastic. He was great. Because, first, he's a good user, but he's also the more quarterback style person. So, very good decision maker, can set up the play behind the ball. I would really like to see that. They've got Jack Martin going, and I know he played a little bit of halfback and a little bit of half forward. I would love to see him off a halfback flank this year. So yep. it'd be interesting to see if they When do you that get condition. older, sometimes you change roles, you shift things, you use your mature head. They could use a mature head back there. They can't rely on Harbrow all the time. Plus, I, if I was a forward and he's lining up next to me, I don't want to be next to those guns. They're huge. 
<laughs> I wouldn't want to play next to him because I know my missus will probably be watching at home realizing that she could do better. She's got the, she's got the better option. She's like, oh my god, look how good that guy is. And that guy is that guy's easily like that's a serious when, even reality. Even he was like break. twenty, like shirt off in the preseason. I'm just like, wow, that is a specimen right there. That is a that's a good looking lad. Tell you what, you put Lockie, um, was it Henderson next to David Swallow, and I reckon Henderson looks like he's about fifty years old. <laughs> what did David Lockie Henderson from Cats? Yeah. What about what about him? I don't know. He's Chris. got a bald head. What about the other Henderson, Ricky Henderson? He too. Oh, uh, Ricky Henderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricky no, Bobby. No, no. Ricky, Ricky Bobby. Bobby. Ricky Henderson. Ricky Bobby. Uh, so many Hendersons. So many Hendersons. Um, we did touch on Brendan Ellis. So Joel uh, Gucci uh, wants to know Brendan Ellis in the mids. Can you trust him? Is he standard relevant? And besides me saying no, Chris, can you explain why? Uh, well, the exact same reason that we had a chat about Lockie Weller is that he's not going to average enough as a mid to be worth it. Um, if he was yep. held defender status. 100 percent if it was a defender status playing him. in the midfield yeah that'd be amazing but, but you, you need to average like on a wing because it's so uncontested you need to be like averaging 35 disposals a game to be like yeah 110 and the problem is in standard is that he has a uh, quite a high price yep for that he's a midfielder only and i think the reason people get a bit excited is because when players change clubs like oh my god he'll be the number one midfielder he's going to average huge but the logistics Ah, he's not that, inside. He's not an inside player. They recruited him for a purpose. And he's not playing behind. I, I think he goes straight to the wing. Behind the ball, even he then. sucked at Richmond. As soon as he went to a back pocket or a halfback flank, absolutely is a liability defensively, but like completely sucked. He's better on the spread, get outside, on a wing, use his leg speed. He does have good disposal by foot. Yeah. I, you can't... Like, I, th- I think that's a complete waste to be playing him behind the ball. So he's going to be on a wing, and I think it's Weller, and it's Ellis. On yep. the wings for them. Uh, even for draft, it, it's one of those things. Like, he had 390s, he had 600s. Not too bad. So, he had some good scores, some really good scores, though. So, a 127, a 119, a 112, and a 110. But he also pulled out scores of 50, 59, 61, Classic 63, player, right? and 67. Yep. So, you know, it's one of those yo-yos. He's too expensive for standard. Don't even look at him. Don't even consider him a single minute. Uh, even for draft, I'd pick him kind of where he's at. If not, maybe a smidge more, and you kind of get that's Ellis. It's well, not the problem is he's gone from a team like Richmond who score fairly well in Supercoach to a team like Gold Coast who score terribly yeah. in Supercoach. And so, if there is a massive, uh, like if they improve massively, then yeah, I can see he'll probably maybe get around. A, he'll probably get around what he is. He'll have his good games, well, and he'll have. I his think duds. so as well. Yeah, they've got to change their game plan to get more outside. There. If they're still playing this tap down to the feet, tap yeah. down to the feet shit, it's not going to work. I wouldn't be overly excited though. I wouldn't be like, oh my god, I'm jumping at Ellis. No, exactly right. I'll, I'll probably let that one slide through to whoever else yeah. is a Gold Coast supporter. Uh, that's fair. Uh, okay, so let's uh, another rookie. We'll go through the last rookie that I want to sort of touch on. Isaac Rankin, we kind of spoke about. Yep. Was a high draft pick. Uh, I think he was pick two for the Gold Coast uh, last, well, not last year, the year before. Yep. Had some injury issues. I think in the JLT, he actually snagged a really good goal, like from an impossible angle. He does that all the time. That's, his, that's kind of his thing, yeah. The good thing is, though, he was, you know, like any number two pick, he was meant to be like a couple hundred thousand, but he's dropped to 123K, which makes him perfect. I think he's already one of the highest owned on Supercoach at this point in time. Uh, so, he's just, he's, he's a game changer. So he's he a is. forward. High guy. impact player. Um, well, he played forward in, in the TAC Cup in yep. his in his um, under-age years. But the, the the thing about him is he's got a high amount of uh, Supercoach points per disposal. So regardless if he's playing forward or mids, he's probably still going to score well. 
that's uh, that's unique. Like not many forwards yeah. come in to the AFL system. It's because he impacts. And, yeah, and he's just got huge impact. So he, ta- impact. he tackles inside. He kicks goals. He sets up goal assists. Yeah. He does all those one percenters that that do score you points in Supercoach. That he will be okay. So. Or he'd be the kind of guy you'd want to change the dynamic of the game, and then you get points for that too. He's Other a, than he's that, a, he's a game changer. He's also a guy who can go into the midfield and just be that X factor in there. Yeah. But he's also a guy that 100% Gold Coast want to get games into. So he's got oh, yeah. high job security at 123k. There's not much else. I mean, if you're not starting with him, I think you should be. And if you're not starting with him, you must be at least five deep in quality forwards. Well, and some people are. So I yeah. have seen um, some very deep forward but Even lines. then, he'd be on your bench. If he's not on your bench, what, yeah, are, what are yeah. you thinking? Isaac Rankin. I, I agree. I think that he's one probably... One of the easiest selections for this year. Well, and... So far, at well, this point. At this point. We, don't, we haven't seen preseason yet. At this yet. point, Touchwood, yes, yes. But yeah, absolutely talented. Yep. And Champion Dar did rank him the, the highest impact player that they've ever had on their books. In so, their draft, yeah. Yeah, and I think he only averaged like 16 disposals a game, but still averaged fairly high super coach, So, Yep. Uh, and the last thing, again, is make sure, again, with their big list to make sure if they're healthy, if they have a lot of injuries, then there's no real issues with that. But these fringe players, just be cautious of the fringe players if they get a couple games into them. Uh, otherwise, yeah, stick to the main few uh, as far as... Excellent. Goes. Yeah, so the other ones that are obviously a big consideration this year is um, we obviously spoke about Anderson and Flanders, um, both of which I think either either won't score enough to be uh, worth the money that they're on because I think yeah. Anderson's 194 and Flanders is 160 plus. Um, or they're going to be two on the fringe to be have, to have good enough job security for, to warrant their price. Yeah. Um, well, they might even just rest some of those kind of guys. They have a couple bad games. Go get some form. Go yeah. get some confidence. The other one on my watch list is Jez McLennan, who's a, a two-year rookie yes. now. Very, very good user by foot. Um, they've been trying to get um, some time into him. It would be great if he was to uh, show in the preseason. He's a high-possession halfback flanker with good skills. Um, so I'd be looking at him in the preseason watch and seeing how he transitions. So I'm looking at him heavily for a preseason watch. Yep. Uh, mid-pricer, pre-season watch and breakout contender. Yep. Uh, I've got a couple here. So Hugh Greenwood, forward midfielder, uh, has been rumoured. He is 463k, so it's been rumoured that he might play a bit more through that midfield. Uh, I still expect him to push forward because he is one of those marking types that can tall, kick some goals. Tall marking forward. Yep. So, but- high, high contested ball player. But the, the thing with um, with Greenwood, and I think we spoke about this on the last record that we did, is... Well, everything we've spoken about today, Chris, was on our last record, basically. Yeah, pretty much. So, yes, carry on. Um, of course, the, 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 biggest, the biggest issue, I think, with Greenwood is I don't know if he's signed on the contract saying I'm playing midfield because... If he did, that's great for him, and that means he's locked into there. But Or he just wanted to get out of Adelaide and say, I'll play the same role, I'll just play for you. Which is what seven other guys did, so <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Um, the, the, issue, the biggest oh. issue that I find is that their midfield is completely stacked. They've got, obviously, as we've already mentioned, David Swallow, we think Matt Rowe's going to start in there. We've got Jack Bowes, we've got Tuke Miller, we've got Braden Fiorini, uh, we've got uh, did you say Darcy McPherson. Yep. Oh, so many. Uh, like Anthony I, Miles, Will Brody, like the list goes on. There's, there's about eight midfielders that could take that. Can I just say, best. just quickly, how good would it have been to be a port supporter when all these shambles are unraveling for Adelaide? <laughs> Do you know, like you know, how you just sit back, just watching the memes, the, just the watching memes it. unfolding, oh, just watching our fold going, what a shamble. That would have been great. That's true. Uh, Hugh Greenwood, uh, notorious low time on ground, seventy two point five percent. So if he can All somehow, all injury related, he's just been never bound to If he can improve his, his right. fitness, then yeah, sure. If he averages eighty percent time on ground, he I might. Actually, do like, like as a midfielder, you. he's a good midfielder. Oh, like I he, think he, he's, he's great inside the ball. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see him average ninety five. 
But the problem is, is that you're paying 463k for a guy that won't be top six. In my opinion, he might. It's potential. It's close. There's that. It's, it's risky. There's it's, this. You know. There's four players at that price point. We've discussed them a couple on different pods. Yes. But you've got him. You've got Darcy Parrish. You've got uh, Jordan Dawson, and you've got Jordan Degoe. Yeah. Now one of those guys it's is going to go, break out. One of them. One of them. You now, can't. You can't. Put I don't four, know who that is. You can't put four of them in your side because chances are three of them are going to bust. <laughs> One of them is going to go bang this year, and they're going to average, I reckon, ninety-five to one hundred five, like somewhere in there. They're going, and they're going to be guaranteed top six in good value. But I can't tell you right now who that is. It's maybe maybe preseason will let us know a little bit more. Yeah, or it could be the Matt Crouch syndrome I'm, where they they kill it in the preseason as, and as, everyone puts yeah, them in their side. As you probably knew, noticed on the Essendon pod, I'm big on Darcy Parish this year. He's zero point eight percent owned. Yeah, mini That is insane, Darcy. Like, how is he, only is, he, is he in your da- side? You, not right now, no. yeah, but well. I've got a way that I can, I'll get him into my team if he's in the midfield in preseason. Yeah, yeah. But having said that, Darcy miniguns. Um, Stephen Smith is in like forty-four percent of teams. It's because he's cheap, mate. He's people are cheap. People are having a little bit too much of the uh, of well, the, good, the good shit. Rumor is is that McGrath's been training midfield as well, and um, Just, think, like everyone's training. Everyone's everyone. in the midfield. What about Port and Adelaide? You get midfield time, Port, and you get midfield time. We're getting off topic. Port Adelaide have like eleven. They, they're talking about having eleven people running through oh, the midfield. Everybody's doing it. Bro. Everyone's doing it. Yeah, everyone's doing it. Uh, okay, so the next one was Bose. Um, probably more draft later, but he could become a really relevant player. Absolutely. Uh, 15 games, 75.7 average, but he did average 106 on his first four rounds. Yep. Or uh, 88.5 over his first nine. So he is someone that could string some games together. Absolutely. Closest guy that I um, can compare him to is Georgie Hewitt. So run with player that can get yep. the ball himself and be super damaging on the offensive end. Um, I actually really rate Bose. Love watching him play. I can't say no. As a footballer, he's absolutely brilliant. He can string it together if he gets more consistency with his role um, and more consistency and with his body. Yeah. So body. I love like that. He they've got a player there. Jack Bowes is an absolutely fantastic player. I'm really yeah. really looking forward to see what he can do this year. And I rate him. Um, draft relevance. The thing that we found with draft in general this year, it's kind of there's a few people that are underperformed, but they're all highly obvious. Um, everyone absolutely. that plays standard, they just stick out like dogs balls. They really just stand out as value. Yeah, because there's else, so much better value than everyone yeah, else around. But that every, same price. everyone else, it's it's where they are. The premiums are a clear cut above everyone else, and they're the ones you're just gonna have to pay dollars for. In standard, you're gonna have to pay the money. There In is, draft, they're gonna be picked where they are. There is this there's this really massive freaking gap. Yeah. Between the best super coach players of 2019, and then the rest, you can throw, you can throw a blank. You can throw absolutely. A, you can throw a blanket over so many others. Which is issues because obviously in a starting squad, yeah. You're going to choose all the best people you can, and then you're going to try and pad it out with all those speculatives, yep. right? So most people have the same eight players in their, in their team. Yeah. You know, it's going to be crazy in standard this year. I think it's going to be super standard, tight, super early. The difference between the midfielders, oh. every, every, like every team that I've seen has five of the same kind of midfielders, but then there's a difference between that you're five to that eight. You're missing that one or you're eight, missing that yeah, two. There's yeah, there's little tweaks. Someone has five, someone has Kelly, someone has Danger, someone has Dunkley, all these little, or someone has McCray. I'm trying to mitigate that by and, going six. That's yeah. one of my plans is that everyone's going generally five. I'm definitely I've going six. I've seen someone with four. I don't know how you're oh, doing. How, I don't know year. how you're running a you're four deep midfield. Burnt. Two burnt with two high scores. I don't know how. From uniques would, that you don't have. Why would you have... Oh, I shouldn't say I uniques. Get it. I get it. You want some stability. But why would you be like, okay, well, I'm going to have a Sicily for 510000 in my defense line or 509, I think he is, when pay the extra 
80,000 and have an extra midfielder and have like yeah. even a Clary, even a Clary at, uh, over Sicily for 80K, just, yeah, go deep. Well, I think the other consideration, obviously historically, and they we're talking a little bit more structure than Gold Coast and we yeah. apologise, but... Um, Everyone needs a good structure. It's been a while. Obviously, historically, the the five deep midfield works because you can have three on-field rooks and midfield is where generally the best scoring rookies are. Yes. Um, so that's why people are going, like, oh, let's go four because there, there is quite a lot of midfield yeah. options this year in terms of rookies. Now, again, we're talking late January. We're not even talking preseason yet. So yeah. once the preseason rolls around, the rookies we'll are start to have a better idea about these guys that are actually performing or not performing. Yeah. And then our structure will probably mirror that. Well, your structure well. has to mirror the rookies. If yeah. not, then you're too stubborn with your mindset. If there's six rookies or seven rookies in the midfield that look guaranteed to be playing, then you kind of have to structure around the best rookies. Always. Um, okay, so yeah, draft all events, Swallow, Fiorini, Ellis, Tuke Miller, honourable mentions to Hanley and Harbrow. Basically, you get what you get with these boys. Uh, Fiorini has upside. Um, David, Swallow, A lot of them are elsewhere. just body-related, right? Like, they just, need, they just need consistency with their body, Even, consistency uh, Darcy with their McPherson's role. interesting, but you have to watch how his role will change with the new inclusions, but he is uh, valuable as a forward mid. Uh, again, it's draft-wise, it's some of these guys, it's, you pick them where they are, and that's about, that's about it. It's not you that exciting. You can't really get burnt if you pick them where they are, because I do see them collectively going Same. up. Yep. No, I see Gold Coast collectively improving as a team, yeah. which means their super coach per game should improve, which means... Or be more stable. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm yep. with you there. And that wraps us up for the Gold Coast. We will keep on moving. Thank you very much, guys. Thanking you, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. Bye.